life's tough. Hi, welcome to Drone Therapy Podcast. Happy New Year, Bon Ane, Zwoinim Rokum. It's March. I am your host, Crystal Jacks, here with Lina the Peg and a very neglected DBT workbook. Can you smell that, Lana? Is it musty? DBT is Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. It can stand for other things, but we will never speak of those. As we plod through our emotional education, you may remember our last episode was full of pep, Never fear, that will never happen again. We will, however, be taking our cheerleading skills with us to build sturdy human pyramids of one against our current foe, the worry thoughts. What are worry thoughts? To you, they may just be thoughts, all of the thoughts, but people with high degrees of education have actually discovered that these thoughts worry thoughts belong to a subset of the mind called anxiety bonus level and if all your thoughts are playing this level you are in trouble picture it like this i will bob ross this shit painting in layers from light to dark fear is level one an instinctive reaction to an immediate threat maybe a hungry tiger or oncoming train. Evolution rewarded those with dexterous, adrenaline-charged fear responses. Your distant, primitive relatives would have jumped out of the way of the speeding train, even without the knowledge of what a train was, maybe some kind of deafening super tiger made out of a rock. Just get the fuck out. Survive. Levels 2 through 5 are similarly practical. What's that noise in the bushes? Why do I smell smoke? Maybe I should get the fuck out. Not a definite GTFO, just a maybe, a consideration, a prickling of helpful anxiety. By levels 5 through 10, we're straight up imagining the future. Food stores are running low, my drunk friend wants to drive, that tree looks ready to fall over with the next storm. We fear the consequences of useful predictions, which could keep us and our loved ones alive. Levels 10 through 20. I'm making up all of this, by the way. I am a podcaster with a history of mental illness. Someone close to me recently told me they find my podcasts very self-deprecating, and I was like, I'm hosting a therapy podcast. I need people to know that... I don't know what I'm doing. Levels 10 through 20 are existential stuff. Perfectly fine, we won't get into it. This is drone therapy, not droning on forever podcast. Right, Lena? If a sound gets above a certain hertz level, the sound is vibrating too quickly and the human ear can no longer hear it. 
a bat could read Sartre in Morse code all he wanted and you would never know. Above level 20, fear is similarly unhelpful. We will call these the worry thoughts. Returning to our ancient ancestor alone in the jungle, we imagine, what if she was afraid of a train? She has never seen one. They won't be invented for millennia. But what if she imagines one and is terrified that she might not get out of its way in time? The image of the train haunts her and she stops hunting and gathering and just hides out in the cave hoping the train does not find her there. Sometimes I used to tell people, especially people who insinuated my chaotic behavior made zero sense, that a panic attack for me was like the feeling you'd get if someone suddenly burst through the door to your apartment holding an automatic weapon and screaming that it was time to die. As the Oscars approach and the pig from Pig, Brandy, isn't nominated for a single award, which is ridiculous. I just helped drive my car and Dune win everything. Power of the Dog can win some too. I can't believe Annette wasn't nominated either. Annette, several people burst into your apartment singing Time to Cry. I like movies. This episode of Drone Therapy Cinema Podcast is brought to you by Brandy the Coon Coon Pig and Music Meadow Farms Canadian Fan Club. Nicolas Cage and Brandy both do a great job in the film Pig, but we all know how to act a little. Empathy and mimicry are core components of the human experience. We can feel reactions in our bodies in response to events that are not actually happening in the present moment. As I related the imaginary story of the aforementioned violent intruder, not Nicolas Cage, just some random guy with furious chaotic energy and a huge gun who is going to kill everyone, I would hope whoever I was talking to, including you, I guess, please understand me, could Imagine this shocking new threat exploding into the room and feel, in a miniaturized capacity, the physical rush of terror that would be immediate and absolute, requiring urgent action, no time for thinking, reasoning, rationalizing. This gripping, overwhelming physical terror sensation, I would explain, and am explaining to you now, sorry it's unpleasant, is how a panic attack feels but sustained for a seemingly unbearable amount of time, maybe an hour, maybe several days, and with no relief achievable by, say, successfully jumping out a window and sprinting away, because there is no actual danger. No one else in the room understands what's going on either, which can make the panic spiral abyss wider. There are no levels past 20, only this awful bonus round, but my example is pretty harsh. If you've been here in any capacity, I'm sorry we have each other here in these audible sound waves. Worry thoughts can be much more mundane. What if everyone hates me? What if stepping on the sidewalk crack breaks my mother's back? But the common thread is that they're debilitating malignant. They hinder your quality of life, not help it. A fear of failure can be useful and motivating, but too much worry over the prospect of failing could actually lead to failure. 
Maybe you're not curled up on the floor in pain from fear, but you could be wasting valuable time and energy. How much fear is too much? Who knows? Look out into the vastness of space. Maybe we should be much more afraid. Just kidding. If you're here, chances are you don't need to be afraid of not being afraid enough. If you know what I mean, you almost definitely have healthy anxiety down. There's just too much dark paint on the canvas. Bob Ross is nervously hovering over your shoulder, holding a little palette knife. Let's scrape some of this grumpy, clumpy, dumpy black vortex here. Now it's a stormy seascape at night, and here's a happy little ship with a seasoned, competent captain and crew. They're stressed, but not letting worry paralyze them into inaction. Isn't that nice? Whatever. All right, let's have some fun. Time to get crazy. On page 76 of the DBT workbook, a heading reads in all capital letters, Worry Thoughts That Interfere With Cheerleading Statements. Below that is an image which has been stretched taller than it was probably meant to be, showing a man with his arms up and legs spread like a gymnast or a cheerleader who just landed some kind of fancy jump. Above the man's head are lots of little circles with different colored layers like halved jawbreakers stretching up into the sky. Are these cartoon planets his worry thoughts? Cheerleading meadows? Page 77 is an assignment, or rather a challenge, don't we love those? And for each I actually wrote a response, what a good homework doer I was this day. I will read you the homework and tell you the answers I gave because it looks like I was pretty vague here and maybe even made a joke. Feel free to write these phrases and questions down and try them out yourself, or just pause and do it on paper, on your phone, in your mind, the worry fortress. It has room in there, I'm sure. Sometimes our worry thoughts get in the way of our relationship goals. We can challenge these worry thoughts, even though it may feel awkward to do so. Write a cheerleading statement to challenge the following worry thoughts. One, so this is the worry thought. Why bother asking? It won't make a difference anyway. And my answer to the challenge was, it can't hurt to ask, things could get better. Worst case scenario, it stays the same. I don't know if you can hear Lana snoring. She's very bored by personal development. Two, if I ask for something, she'll think I'm stupid. Lana would never think this. All she does is ask, ask, ask. Challenge. Uh, I wrote, smart people learn by asking for help. My needs are important. Okay, it's possible I just wrote these down in class. Three. I'm such a bad person, I don't deserve this. And the challenge is, 
People need me, so I need to take care of myself. I'm a good person, and I deserve... And then it just trails off. I did not finish the sentence. Four. If I say no, they'll never talk to me again. Dramatic, but relatable. Challenge. I wrote, I can say no, and the relationship will still be strong. I can explain my own needs. It's okay to assert my needs. How nice. And then I have written in the corner, you have the agency to decide how to react to people. Definitely noting down something an instructor said in that case. Page 78, how to cope with worry thoughts, interpersonal effectiveness practice exercise. Positive statements we can say to ourselves to help us cope with worry thoughts. Briefly, describe the situation where you chose to practice the cheerleading skill. And then um, you can fill it in. So I have put, I wanted to die because I don't know how I'll pay May rent relatable next line is which cheerleading statement did you try i wrote i've gotten through this before next what was the outcome of the situation and i wrote i'm alive and if you really want to follow along with this workbook then there this question repeats itself, so you can do it again with a different situation. I apparently did not, but briefly describe the situation where you chose to practice the cheerleading skills, which cheerleading statement did you try, and what was the outcome of the situation. Then at the bottom of the page here it says, did using the sheet help you better keep your self-respect? If yes, describe how it helped. If no, describe why you think it did not help. Under the yes line, I have written, sure, I didn't have to have EMS in my house. That's emergency services. Lucky me. <laughs> Next time, we will be talking about needs. Right, Lana? Do you know how to express your needs effectively? She's absolutely not waking up. Lana's current needs are being expressed clearly by her ignoring me. Drone Therapy Podcast is a production of me in my bedroom using a computer and audio interface that are not mine and a secondhand microphone mounted in a glass mason jar. If you'd like to support Drone Therapy Podcast, check me out on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash k-r-i-s-t-e-l-j-a-x. I have a monthly newsletter there and a lot of other rewards and posts. I also now have a P.O. box. Feel free to send me mail, stickers, zines, Barbie clothes, old radios, clove cigarettes, I don't know. P.O. box 30041 Dovercourt P.O.D.O.V.E.R.C.O.U.R.T. P.O. 
1093 Queen Street West, Toronto, Ontario, M6J3V3, Canada. For anything else, go to crystaljacks.com slash hi underscore buy. That is my current link page for everything from other drum therapy episodes to random Spotify mixtapes and my Bridget Bardot project. There should be a link on there for a while of all my favorite Ukrainian shops on Etsy too if you are interested. Remember, don't worry about worry thoughts. That is a trap. Until next time, bye! Oh, I forgot. I have a recording of a bat possibly reading 20th century existentialism. Hi, P.S. I was recording some bonus material for the Patreon crew and I realized that I had made some comments about bats and how we can't hear them. That is not always true. There are times when the human ear can hear tones that bats are able to make, and I actually have a recording of some bats at the Oshmal ruins in Mexico, so I thought I would include those here so we can have bat representation. Thanks so much to this bat and or bats. It was a little hard to tell. I think that's Camus. Oh yes, it's very hard to be a pork. Okay, bye for real.